lovely moon community i am julie and i'm tori and welcome to the two vegans one moon podcast where we're just two girls leaning into libra holding a creative space where nourishing plant-based foods meet astrology so grab a drink grab a journal and let's empower connection through our bodies the stars and each other Yay. Thanks, Jules. Okay. So let's start with what we're drinking. Um, I'll show you that I have yet another plastic water bottle. Sorry. Um, water. I know. Bad. <laughs> Everywhere. I'm in the process of moving and I'm the worst. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's all of that slide. What are you guys drinking? What do you have, Days? Oh, I am drinking um some water it's very hot today and i went to the dock park earlier and broke a sweat just walking over so i'm chugging <laughs> some water lovely yes and i every time i come to daisy's house i mooch off her ice cubes because i have just such a thing for these ice cubes and daisy's <laughs> my true mom out here probably giving me like peanut butter toast and everything tea she takes care of me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> such a good um, mom. Ice cubes, Julie. <laughs> You're so easy to impress. Here, ice cube. <laughs> Literally, if a boy like was like, "Oh, come on over. I have ice water," I'd be like, "I'm on my <laughs> way." <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> oh my god, you're too funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, Daisy. So we're super excited to do your chart today. And before we get into it, what do you know about your chart or what do you know about astrology? Um, so I've recently just dived into astrology very briefly. So I know very surface level, um, you know, amount of my natal chart. So mm -hmm. I know that I know a lot about being a sun in Pisces. And I also know a lot about being a moon in Leo. Um, I do know that my rising is Virgo and I have some familiarity with Virgo qualities, but I'm not too sure mm -hmm. about rising and what that looks like. So um, that's about it as of now. Okay. Yay. So we have so much to do for you. I am very excited. Your chart just has everything. So <laughs> it's going to be really fun. Uh, it's going to be so great. And like, um, and also knowing you, Daisy, and knowing like we've even had conversations about astrology and like days would be like oh my god such a leo quality like leo season and so i'm excited um to really dive in because yeah your chart is really fascinating and i always love reading someone's chart after i already like know them and you're kind of like oh my gosh like i yes you know and um but you know I, again take what you want leave what you don't like this is just that reflective tool it can be a mirror sometimes and just is really energies that you might thrive best in but um it's not an end-all be-all and I think that's something that we really try and reiterate because um you know at the end of the day life happens and there's free will and everything so yeah exactly. and I think that's why like we find it so fun in general because like we also don't take it like 
too seriously. It's like Mm -hmm. a tool to like dive into ourselves and like understand that like there's a high side and a low side to everything. So like you're kind of more compassionate to yourself. Like you're, you come at yourself with kindness rather than being like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? It's like, oh, I'm just in the low side right now. It's all good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Yay. So first let's get into your sun, moon, and rising. So this is like the biggest part of your chart. Um, We'll talk about aspects later and then Julie will talk about some houses, which are really exciting, but this makes up like the foundation of who you are, which is really important. So as you know, your sun is in Pisces. Uh, Julie, that's your moon. I know we're very like similar. We, we have, we share a lot of Pisces energy and Pisces conversations. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Pisces to me, I always say this is like an old wise man. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You can have the best conversations with people who have strong Pisces placements. I feel like I can talk for like three days. I'm like, oh my God, you feel like a hug. <laughs> but from like a wise person, you know, not like someone who's like naive and just like, I don't know. But from a Pisces, you're like, wow, this is real comfort. So <laughs> you're you with Pisces, like full moons or something, and you're like, stressed <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. well that's me <laughs> yeah it's almost like that moon in cancer where it's just those water suns are so overwhelming mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I feel like for me pisces moons always come out of nowhere what's the sign before pisces um aquarius yeah which is very like all over the place and then like Air. very talkative things happening and then all of a sudden we hit like pisces season and i'm like Oh my god! Everything <laughs> just so fun. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that tangent. Your son is in Pisces, and it's really exciting because it shows up in your seventh house. So, the way this kind of works is Pisces is like the characteristics, and then your seventh house is where it shows up. So, the characteristics of Pisces is intuitive, present, tranquil, trusting, mindful. The lower side could be like delusional, escapism, but all of those characteristics show up in your seventh house, which is like your partnerships. Um, a lot of times romantic, but also friendships, one-on-one relationships. Mm-hmm. Like it can even be work relationships. Um, so internal places you can see this would be within finding balance, harmony, fairness, conscientiousness, morality, cooperativeness, and then the external areas would be relationships, partnerships, marriage, legal matters, business dealings, again, like kind of career stuff. So with Pisces in your seventh house, you put a lot of emphasis on having a partner. Um, that's something that's really important to you. Like that's your son. That's like the biggest part of who you are and the placement is in your seventh house. Mm -hmm. So one of the lessons in your life may be to avoid putting harmony, um, not avoid putting harmony, avoid putting too much emphasis on that partnership and kind of leaning into codependent tendencies because, you like that comfort and it's so important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to like differentiate between like, okay, well, this is me. This is a part of me. 
even though you like deeply crave this like bond with someone. Do you feel that in any way? Oh, absolutely. Um, for the longest time I was, um, couldn't really understand why I was so boy crazy in a sense. <laughs> um, and I take a lot of pride with my moon and Leo. I take a lot of pride in my independence and in my introvertedness and being able to be satisfied with quality time just alone. Um, but I've always had a very strong desire to be in a relationship, usually intimate, um, if not like very intimate friendship relationships as well. But yeah, and then, you know, I met my other friend who's also a Pisces and we both mm -hmm. kind of discovered that we're like, this is a Pisces trait for us to be seeking really intense relationships. Um, mm -hmm. So it definitely makes sense that partnership is that for me. I've been in two serious relationships and I'm constantly like, just very open to love. Like I'm a very optimistic person. Um, um, and I know that there is, you know, plenty of partnerships out there. So yeah, mm -hmm. that is definitely my comfort zone. I take um, a good deal in that for sure. Yeah. So would you say that you have more, like you're with one person consistently more than dating people or like being with multiple people at once? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, throughout my life, you'll see that um, I'm usually getting closer to one person and figuring it out. That's where I, I usually strive the most Pisces wise mm -hmm. um, in an intimate relationship. But you know, like you said, like it's important that I also seek relationships outside of that and like push out my comfort zone. And I'm definitely mm -hmm. seeing that as I'm getting older um, and it's more important to be pickier about partners. Um, that I am seeing that where, where else can I look for comfort outside of romantic relationships? Yeah. Yeah. And really like seeing kind of like acknowledging your own strength in that, you know, mm -hmm. like this person is really great, but also like, I'm really great because like, they want me too. And mm -hmm. like, I'm in this space, you know? Yeah. And then even like, as you get older and me being like, so, interested in relationships I think that age has a lot to do with it now where it's like okay I'm getting older so this is a lot more serious I have to be more picky and considerate and now I'm able to kind of appreciate like this could be an awesome romantic relationship but at the same time intellectually and like real road out real road outside of emotions if it's not going to work out I have to step away um and so I've really learned that recently Kind of yeah, like, wow, that's true. And that makes me think of like the delusional side of Pisces. Mm -hmm, like, exactly. You I, kind of get lost in it because you're like, well, it could be this, like it could be that. Yeah. And you brought up getting old. When we were doing your chart, I was like, <laughs> you were born in 96. I literally thought you were so much older. I don't oh, know. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> it must be that like Pisces old soul. Yeah, definitely. Like you, Daisy is definitely an old soul. Yeah, for yeah. sure. This is true. Yeah, I promise you. When I saw ninety six, I was like, no. <laughs> 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 okay. Anyway, so like you brought up, your moon is in Leo, and today is the Leo new moon. Uh, moon. I almost said full moon. Yeah. Oh. So, you're gonna be feeling this. We're not gonna talk about that because we're gonna talk about <laughs> it later. But anyway. You have Leo in the 12th house. So Leo is those characteristics and then where it shows up is your 12th house. So your 12th house, um, kind of mysterious 
it, mm-hmm. it's not that I talked about. Um, and it's weird. A lot of astrologers say they're like scared of the 12th house or like they don't want to touch on it because a lot of times what I've heard is like in your 12th house, you can find like um, mental disorders and things like that. So they don't want to like touch on it, um, which I just find really interesting. But anyway, so your Leo characteristics, which you talked about, are being expressive, creative, playful, self-assured, loving, generous, giving. And then those lower sides could be like arrogant, melodramatic. And where this shows up is matters relating to your inner peace and your connectedness. So it, the 12th house is like this mysteriousness, but also it's kind of like your connection to spirit or God whatever that looks like for you. And it's really just finding inner peace. So that's kind of where it relates to like mental health. Um, It's just finding you. And I think Leo is like a really nice place within that because those Leo characteristics are already like this loving and this playful, like childish energy that you like Mm -hmm. bring to yourself and you have it in your 12th house, which is where you find that peace and that like deeper connectedness. So external places you could see this in your life are like in your dreams, um, when you're alone, deeply diving into spirituality. So tonight specifically, you might feel really connected to this moon, especially because mm-hmm. of the 12th house placement. Um, this is also like your psychic abilities. So how you can tap into that is with these like Leo characteristics. So your creativity. We will talk about your aspects later, but like creativity is a really big thing for you. And I'm excited to talk about that because I want to hear like what that means to you. Um, But we'll talk about that in a little. Um, Do you have anything to add about your Leo moon? No, that's interesting. I didn't know much about these at the 12th house. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to go into dive that personally and kind of see what I can pull up from that. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. it's really the 12th house is really like Tori was saying is like it's very mysterious it's always that kind of ending thing it's mm-hmm. also like very much associated with Pluto like the end of things right mm-hmm. um and but it's also kind of like still has this like overarching shadow throughout the rest of your chart like it's still like this deep-seated thing but um it's interesting because today even with the new moon like that being in your 12th house like Leo being in your 12th house um this could just also be a time to focus on finding your uniqueness while understanding your oneness with everything. So it's like, it pull, I feel like 12th house just like pulls it back out to like this bigger picture. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kind of like back to like your faith and mm-hmm. presence, I guess, like whatever that means to you, you know? Yeah. Wow. This is like such a beautiful time for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely like I feel like I'm thriving in a sense right now. I feel very comfortable yeah. and um, I'm definitely taking advantage of all the positive feelings and emotions that I'm experiencing yeah oh my god yeah and it seems just like a a peaceful time too like light and peaceful but also yeah. like full mm-hmm. complete yes definitely full <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're ascending. Oh, I love this part. Okay. And so do I. Oh, well, yeah, you're a Virgo. (laughs) You can give light to all of this. Um, But clearly I love Virgo energy. I feel like half of like 
my friend group is Virgo. Hmm. Surprisingly, yeah. I know. <laughs> anyway, so you're rising or you're ascending. It's how you come off to the world. So like the mask you wear, but it's also like your tour guide through life. So these are things like you're learning. Um, it's not as big as your North Node, which Julie's going to get into, but it's kind of like this guide through life that's like here, this is like something to lean into that could be really helpful and it's a little bit hard for you, but tap into this, tap into this, it's going to feel good. So yours is in Virgo and Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So Mercury is all about communication. So Mercury is going to be like your tour guide. So Mercury is synergizing and assimilating. So basically just bringing things together through communication. Um, and the way you can have these experiences, so your tour guide through life, wants you to be curious, to be rational, insightful, have thoughts, interact with people, lean into those practical thoughts, lean into like skepticism and questioning, lean into the little details. Virgo is a lot about little details, right, Julie? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, giving and receiving information. So a lot of communication and like honest communication. So those are some of the experiences to lean into. And then where Mercury specifically shows up in your chart is Aquarius. So some of these characteristics this is where it gets a little bit more confusing. So Aquarius has these characteristics and then this shows up within your sixth house. So you have your tour guide leaning into these experiences of being curious, being skeptical, mm -hmm. leaning into details. And then you're doing this through progressive thinking, inventive thinking, humanitarianism, mm. being a little bit rebellious and a part of your life where like, your chart wants you to do this is like health and service, um, which has a pull of humanitarianism. Um, so matters relating to improvement of yourself, your craft, your environment, and really helping others improve. So whatever that looks like, a lot of times it's related to health, but not always. Like it's really service of other people. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a big theme in your life where like it may not feel that comfortable, but that's where you're going towards. And that's where mm -hmm. your tour guide wants to take you towards. It's mm -hmm. cool too, because it's like, that's how people see you. And I know that's how I see you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you and I um, vibe so much because I see, I look at you and I see so much Virgo, but then when I talk with you, I hear so much Pisces and that resonates with my inner world. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, it's just, I, I always find it fascinating with rising and I feel like Tori even more so, like how it's like so crazy that the way you come off in the world is still how people will treat you. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's still important, yeah. right? Even if you don't feel like, oh, this is me, that's how it appears. Yeah, and it's really crazy because like, I don't know you that well. And when I saw you were ascending Virgo, I was like, oh my God, yeah. Like I, and then when I really read into your chart, I'm like, oh my God, you're a Pisces. Like, I didn't know that. And then you're Leo Moon. I was like, what? Because it's sometimes you just really see a person and you talk to them on like first glance and that's what you really get. Like Julie tells me all the time, like you seem so calm and da da da. And my, I'm a Taurus rising and I'm like, what? 
calm. <laughs> I have an Aries moon. Inside, I want to like be angry all the time. And I'm like, how do people think I'm calm? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's so funny because I I get why people can see me as a Virgo. I definitely can see that in me where I do present. It's my mask, like you said. It's mm-hmm. definitely my comfort mask. Um, but what you were to ask me, like, if I am a Virgo, I'd be like, no, like, Julie is a Virgo, like, your actions mm-hmm. and your behavior is very much Virgo. For me, it's just a mask. It's how I present myself until I'm able to kind of open up and show the Pisces in me. But for the meantime, mm-hmm. I keep it very Virgo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And it's your rising is so cool because like it's your mask, but it's also, again, like this guide through life that's really helping you. And it's, it has a lot to do with like who you're becoming. Mm -hmm. So looking into Mercury Aquarius in your sixth house would be really cool too. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's it's on the horizon of the time you're born. So think about like you're born and you're trying to like live through life and have your son. Yeah, that was a good (laughs) one. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. The nodes. Love this part. Love a good node. Um, (laughs) So such a common trend. I hope someday, Tori, we have someone on here who does not have the same North node that we talk about every time. But... (laughs) The thing is that the nodes, um, they change every 18 months. So a lot of times like people in our own peer group and friends will all be in a similar age. Um, wait till we get my mom on here though. Then we'll have to actually dive into something new. (laughs) Right. Um, so your North node is in Libra and we've talked about this a little bit, but essentially again, North node, South node, think about it as poles, right? Like North pole, South pole. And you're starting off in this world with South pole or your South node. And this is something you come into this world already knowing. This is your comfort zone. This is like, yep, I don't like, this is natural to me. And the journey through life is to move across that pole and get to the North. And it's typically, it tends to be a hard lesson to learn, but like, it's kind of like your life's journey in your life's purpose almost. Um, and it's going to come up in little areas throughout that, that whole time. Um, but essentially to get into Libra, those characteristics of Libra that you're wanting to learn through life is learning how to dive into community, how to have balance, how to um, be involved in those relationships in your life. A lot about justice as well, like just again, balancing things out. But this can also look like sharing the load or even delegating tasks. And Tori and I also have the same North node. And I don't, for me personally, like, I know that's a lesson I'm really trying to learn because I'm like, I'll just do it myself. myself. That's what I do. <laughs> that makes me unhappy. Oh my God. All the time. Right. Like, and that is such the real um, South node in Aries that you have is Aries is like, nope, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to just rely on myself. I'm very independent. Sometimes can be a little arrogant or naive, you know, like I'm just going to like run into battle type of thing and not think twice. Um, but also that South node of comfort also looks like relying too much on yourself that maybe the people in your life feel like they're not needed. And, um, There can also be this kind of fear of losing freedom if you keep inviting people in. And that it's Mm. those tendencies that the goal is to release those things. Um, 
and as Tori and I say, lean into Libra, like lean into mm -hmm. having to do it with people because similarly, right. it feels like it's easier to do it by ourselves, but the lesson is community. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that really resonates with me, especially when you said the whole, um, the fear of letting people in causes mm -hmm. us to lose a little bit of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Definitely a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's hard. And I think too, like that lesson is also like learning that success comes when you let others in. And that's terrifying too. But like um just focusing on like self-justification can also stunt growth. Like if you're like, oh, I'm gonna only do it with me and like in my world and my way, like it's never gonna be able to bring together mm -hmm. this collective energy. And um We've mentioned this before, but you tend to gravitate towards other people who are, who have similar North nodes because you're like helping each other along on that journey. Mm -hmm. Hence all three of us and many other people that are in our circle. Um, but what's also interesting to hear is that your North node is in your second house. And so your second house is really in a lot of like finances and like material things. Um, but what this would really look like is learning how to lean into community in a way that you're being decisive, practical, stable, responsible, and really even having a talent for financial gain. Mm -hmm. And like taking all of this, these words in relation to community and relationships and others, like doing that with other people, whereas your south node is in your eighth house. So you're trying to release this of like only like, um, it can kind of look like scheming. Maybe it can be like manipulative, like focusing only on the self. Um, can also look like extremes of emotion um, without that balance of Libra mm -hmm. and even just chasing the forbidden um, and sexual misbehavior. <laughs> that one just slides in there. But a lot of that is just focusing that it's just being like, how do I release the material part of myself and the stability of myself to the um, fluidity and greater um, reality of balance with others. Hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Does any of that resonate with you at all? Yeah, the um, finances and doing that commun communal. Mm -hmm. um, I have always had this huge pride for being able to gain my own financial comfort mm. but only on my own I've never considered it being it with a business partner or mm. with a romantic partner or a family member or you know as a community building something that will cause financial gain mm -hmm. not once has that crossed my mind mm. um, and so I put this pressure on me where it's like this is my own financial gain and I'm only going to do this on my own mm. um, and even thinking about you know romantic relationships I think about I want to share everything with a future partner. Um, you know, I want to share emotions. I want to share feelings. I want to share friends. But one thing that I don't want to share in is finances. Mm. And so I wonder if that will change as I'm getting older. Um, mm. And I've, I dive into that a little bit more because not once did that cross my mind that I can make financial gain in a community setting mm -hmm. or in a group mm -hmm. or with a partner or a business partner or a friend or a brother or a family member. So it's really yeah. interesting that you said that because I've gone throughout most of my adulthood just being like, this is my journey and I'm in it alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's huge. And that's like that shift in mindset. Yeah. I've never even considered a business partner to just mm. keep it simple. Like I've never even considered that. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I will definitely give that, you know, thought in 
what does that look like in a communal effort? And that's really hard, communal. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, especially finances in that. And that's like, mm-hmm. by far, it's going to be a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure it'll be also rewarding. Yeah. But, you know, it's getting there. Oh, it's so real. That's so real. Yeah, I think we all feel that. Like the premise of two vegans one moon is so we can push ourselves to (laughs) have community and like trust each other but there are moments where it's like oh god I really have to try right now (laughs) you really want to rely on yourself but then you like take a step back and even Julie and I talk about this all the time like dual income yeah talking about money it's like yeah I want to do it all myself but then you realize wow if I can live with another person I love and like share things mm-hmm. there could be more abundance but <laughs> you don't I, always see it like that I think I right? barely like lick that idea where it's like dual mm-hmm. income would be great but I'm not sure if I'm like fully dived into it yeah like what's yeah. the reality of it and I yeah that's fear I mean there is a lot of fear and you know trust involved in that and it's probably easier to have your separate finances but at the mm-hmm. same time like look at the communal gain and the financial gain from that it's huge yeah yeah two salaries is abundance yeah abundance and community that's what comes to my mind yeah abundance with others sounds great in theory but terrifying in reality yeah <laughs> lessons sounds, to be learned yeah. north node and libra we're all in this together <laughs> we literally you just figure it out Okay, let's go to your aspects, which are super fun. Um, I picked the ones that affect like your main personality because like you have a bazillion. Um, but the ones that affect your sun, your moon, and your rising are just they're more prominent because it's like your the foundational ones, you know. So your son had four aspects, well, has four aspects. So your son conjuncts Mars. Um, so Mars is that assertive planet, the more aggressive planet, but very ambitious, very, very decisive. So your son conjuncting that, it's like you have this natural enthusiasm and like life energy. You're just like ready to go. You're like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get it done, but not in a way that's like, I'm going to like cut everyone in the process. You're like, I'm just really excited. Like just mm-hmm. about life, you know? Um, but also you can have this very fair attitude where if you see someone breaking a rule that can kind of be upsetting to you, or you see someone being like very impulsive, you can get upset about that. Um, you really do expect others to be fair. So sometimes you'll be offended because also you feel like you're being fair and just, and that's really important to you. So you want to see that in other people. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's true? Oh, absolutely. I'm huge on reciprocation and having an equal relationship, whether that be romantic or platonic. Um, you know, it's effort, it's communication on both ways. And even, it can be some, something simple as communication or spending quality time. Um, if it's not done in a fair and equal and like healthy way, I immediately am hurt or offended, like you said, because um, I am all about that reciprocated equalness and communication. Yeah. Wow. It's always so interesting when these things come up. 
and right. they just like align and you're like, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense to me, especially one thing that's really important to me is um, forgiveness. And so I'm all about, you know, communicating through an, a wrong and then fixing it and moving forward. And so I've noticed that in some of my relationships when it's not reciprocated or it takes them longer or they're truly not convinced that, you know, there could be forgiveness done on me or someone else, it could kind of upset me because it's something where it's like, that's fairness to me. That's, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. And just, I mean, that's something that you value and it's something that you're going to hold true to, which to me, that feels very Virgo. Like you come off <laughs> so Virgo. Um, just like being grounded in that and holding true to your values, I think is like mm-hmm. a thing I've seen across Virgos and I really like appreciate. But your son also sextiles Jupiter. So I love Jupiter. Mm. It's all about expansion, luck, traveling. So a sextile is really beautiful. So yeah. This Pisces energy is sextiling Jupiter. So you're well-liked, you're friendly, you're generous, you're optimistic. Um, you, I can have, to that. <laughs> you can attract like really positive people into your life because like you also have that mindset and like it's true and it's honest. That's something that comes naturally to you. So you're going to pull that in. You have a great sense of humor and you love traveling because you love seeing diversity in people, places, things which is very Jupiter. Mm -hmm. So that one was really beautiful. And then... Jupiter is my favorite planet. (laughs) That's awesome. Right? It's so sad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This one's also really beautiful. Oh, I found this great. Um, Your sun trines your Lilith. Julie, are you going to talk about Lilith? I will, yeah. Okay, yay. Cool. So we actually have the same Lilith, which is in Cancer, Mm -hmm. uh, which what I take from that is you feel bad for being needy and that's not something to feel bad about, but I completely understand. But your son trines that, which is super beautiful. So like your Lilith is this darker side of you, but you have comfort with the darker side of you. And that's just amazing. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty harmonious. Yeah. When Julie talks about the Lilith, we'll tie this back in. Okay. And so it'll make a little bit more sense, but your, and then your last aspect is your sun opposition, your ascending. So with this one, it's kind of like what we were talking about before, how like you come off a certain way, but you feel differently inside. So with this opposition, you can feel misunderstood sometimes. So you're uh, that conflict in life of like, I'm coming off this way, but that's not how I feel inside. And yeah. like, I'm go wrong here. Like, I've, how can I feel in this space? <laughs> I've had many people tell me that once they get to know me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also had a romantic partner before tell me, you come off as this strong and independent and badass and mm-hmm. fearless, emotionless woman. And then, you know, once we got a little bit more intimate and realized how sensitive I am with the Pisces, he was almost shook because he's like, I did not expect this side from you. Like, and he was almost unaware of my feelings. And I was upset because it's like, are you not aware that I'm a very sensitive creature? Mm-hmm. But he's like, well, you come up as, as this some, some person that's really strong and doesn't need affirmation. Yeah. And, you know, it's true. I'm easily misunderstood. So it's learning process to communicate that I may show office, but I also have needs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 
Okay, hold on to that because when we get to your moon aspects, so there's two aspects that kind of correlate to that. Your moon opposes Mercury. Mm. So this is conflict between your head and your heart. So like mm-hmm. in some moments you're going to be like, I'm all heart to the point of irrationality. You're yes, like, absolutely. And I went too far, but then other moments cold, like the logical, the practical mm-hmm. route where it could be like polar opposites. And it's just like, how did this happen? You know? And, um, the way that kind of can be channeled for you is talking and Uh, mm -hmm. kind of releasing because this is mercury so like talking and like showing your mood by how you're talking and I think a lot of people can probably tell your mood by if you're talking a lot if you're not talking at all Mm -hmm. Um, also the creativity we were talking about earlier which is like your leo your moon is bringing in your creativity so you have this conflict of your head and your heart but you enjoy storytelling you enjoy like wittiness and listening to people's stories and telling yours this is what I'm getting from your chart you can tell me if you're wrong um so that's a way to channel that you're leaning into that creative side and leaning into like okay this is an extreme this is an extreme how can I creatively come into myself into this intuitiveness that I have within me and my moon and be here and feel like where I'm actually at and not be an extremist you know yeah absolutely that is true I definitely enjoy listening to other people's stories and use that to work through things logically rather than through my emotions. Mm-hmm. So I love hearing other people's experiences where I'm like, if you were in this trouble at your job, what did you do? How did you feel? How did you get to see using AB? Or, you know, how did you get through that breakup? Tell me like every detail, like logically, what did you do? What did you do with your time? You know, or, you know, what was it like? going through a challenge in life with your family like how did you experience that because I learned a lot from hearing other stories Mm -hmm. and taking away myself feeling that and that way I can apply later on in life I look back and I'm like you know if I'm going through something I'll remember those stories and be able to take lessons from that and separate my can you guys hear me yeah Or can you hear us? Yeah, it's it's kind of scratchy. Yeah. Is it back now? Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. When my laptop plugs in, it gets it makes that sound. It's really annoying. It's okay. We'll cut that part out. Um okay. but wait, can you say the last part, Daisy? I feel like I had something to say and then I lost it. <laughs> Do you remember what you left oh, off? Um, I was talking about how like hearing other people's stories is really important to me and storytelling and sharing my communication. It's a really good mechanism that I use mm-hmm. to go through hard challenges is talking about it and mm-hmm. spilling what I'm going through with your emotions and then also spilling what I feel mo- like logically because I'm able to separate the two. And so mm-hmm. then like, I, I do this a lot with Julie. Like she's able to bring in sense to me because I'll say, this is how I feel, but this is also what I think. And we're able to kind of break things apart and figure out what do you want to follow? Do you want to follow your heart in this case, or do you want to follow your head? And sometimes it's a little bit of both. Sometimes it's depending on situation. Sometimes it's best to just follow either or, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but yeah, you're right on that sense where I have, do have to talk through things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, 
I, the only other thing I was going to say with this opposition is like watching out for sensitivity to others' criticisms, but you, you're very self-aware. Like you, mm. you know where you, it seems like you've come to a point with yourself where like you can differentiate things. So I don't even think that's a worry that you need to have. You have so much self-awareness. It, it's very impressive and beautiful to see Thank you. Yeah. And I love that too, because it's just like, it's knowing Daisy, like you're just so intuitive and you just Mm -hmm. are so knowing. And I think that is largely to a lot of that Pisces energy that you have, but like, it's just like, I love that because that's also how my brain thinks. And I'm just like, like we've, we've been talking about this too, where it's just like, it's like we can vibe on that same level Mm -hmm. where it's like, are we daydreaming? Is this reality? I don't know, but my gut is like, so like, involved in it all so I think that's what's really cool about you too yeah Um, just deep knowing Mm -hmm. so intuitive um but to keep going you're so going back to this like pulling in relationships and how you show up emotionally your moon squares Pluto and squares are like a challenge so you have to put like a lot of energy here to be successful but when you do you'll be successful it's kind of like these places in your chart where like you will find success if you put in the work yeah so with your moon squaring Pluto this is where like your intense emotions come in because your moon is like that feminine side that inner you and it's squaring Pluto, and Pluto's like Scorpio. Which ah. is like, yeah, <laughs> that exact reaction. <laughs> Just like intense emotions. So the way this can show up is like a fear of loss of control in your emotions and in domestic matters. So literally romantic relationships Mm -hmm. absolutely fear of change (laughs) a fear it's like a fear of being caught off guard like almost like walking into like your house one day and you're like married and everything's fine and then all of a sudden they want to walk away yeah like it's something just happening so um there's that aspect but then at the same time you do also attract these changes and these disruptions because it's like a part of what you're supposed to learn. So mm-hmm. it's like finding that flow within it and finding like literally the flow and not fearing that, like just letting go of control because life does ebb and flow. And like your Pisces nature knows that, but your moon is like, no, <laughs> like I want this when I want it. Yeah, I, that's one of my biggest life challenges for sure is a little <laughs> bit of both of that mm-hmm. um, about losing control, but at the same time, like not being afraid. I either chose, I either choose either or either I'm not afraid I'm full in control or I choose to be sc- scared and like lose control. So it's very, that, that's definitely a big uh, challenge of mine that I'm learning to kind of go through. Um mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that because I have been in, you know, relationships, even in my past relationship that was like two and a half years, my thing was open communication and, and being expressive of how I felt. So for me, one of um, the things that I asked for him is, 
if you ever feel that you don't love me anymore and you want to leave the relationship, like I'm all about open communication, but give me a heads up. <laughs> like I would say this to my partner, like, let me prepare, let me know so that I can prepare for this huge change where I need to prepare to heal and I need to prepare to walk away and I need to prepare to feel the emotion. And, you know, to him, he would just be like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, it made sense because I'm, I'm, I do feel that sudden change and not being able to handle my emotions. So I always prepare for the worst in a sense. Mm. Um, and I'm always like three steps ahead, which can get me in trouble because I've had also people that I've been dating say, you know, it feels like you have one foot out the door already, yeah. you know, one in one out. And yeah. it's crazy that they can sense that because it's true. Like I was always three steps ahead of me, you know, what if they change their mind tomorrow? What if they're seeing someone else? What if I do something wrong? I'm already preparing for those emotions of I'm going to be able to heal and I'm going to be able to move on. And it's, it's unfair to the other person, you know, not being fully in, but I have definitely faced that challenge um, quite recently as well. Um, and so hearing that and then he, thinking about all the times I receive feedback from partners or friends, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, that's true. I do have a very huge fear of sudden change and my emotions. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, it's like you're manifesting this. You're like preparing for it to actually I know. happen. Yeah. You know, whereas like if you take out that fear, like teach yourself, like just let go, just let mm -hmm. go. It's like you don't know what can happen. Yeah. And I, Julie and I have talked about this so many times of like, you, what's the loss? Like you might as well let go because you've already prepared yourself for the loss yeah. before, before and before you and you've been through it. Yeah. And you can prepare yourself, but it doesn't take the necessarily the pain away. Maybe I, I'm like pretending I'm okay. Cause I've already thought about it, you know, and I've been experiencing mm -hmm. the emotions slowly, but at the same time, yeah, that's, that's what Julie and I were talking actually about that too. Like, especially as we're getting older and our relationships are getting a little bit more serious. It's like, we need to let go and just mm -hmm. experience the joy in it. and it's that's the risk that you're taking in being with someone or starting something new with someone mm -hmm. yeah um, and you can and like also flip it like imagine if you were dating someone and they said that to you like oh yeah when, like how would that feel and I'd be crushed if someone was half in yeah you'd be like well I guess I'm okay like I love you right now but like that's gonna be in the back of their head you know like, yeah I'm, I would think about that and that's hard like I just had this conversation like with my significant other of like mm -hmm. the same thing of like him telling me like I sometimes feel like you are not all here with me you're trying to create something outside just in case and I'm like that's very true and I cannot believe you picked up on that <laughs> yeah yeah, that because to I too. feel like we don't give men enough credit. Capricorn <laughs> yeah. men. Yeah. yeah, it's like we don't allow them to have emotions. You know, the whole we need to change that. But it's also like I was like, wow, I don't want to be that person. Like I don't want to show up on, as that person. Yeah, I felt thankful to like. I felt embarrassed and thankful to be like in the spotlight, like, hello, you're exposed. And exposed. Like, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I like, hey, when, when I had that happened to me recently too, you know, mm -hmm. where this partner told me, 
you literally have one foot out the other. And to me, I was like, you can sense that that's wild. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, it's also denial. Like I was like, that's so not true. But then, you know, diving into a deeper, I was like, oh yeah, I've been doing that for a long time ago. Like, yeah. which is, it's true. Like it is, there's something admirable about that. Like we have to be vulnerable and we can convince yeah. our, I, for me, I convinced myself that it was admirable because it was like, I'm this bad bitch and I'm going <laughs> to move on. And, Mm-hmm. you know head of the game but it's not like that's the whole point of romance and relationships like it's a risk and it calls us to be vulnerable without vulnerability like what else is there you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and then it's worth it and it's worth it and it's worth it no matter what always <sighs> I was even listening to, guys. right I was even listening side tangent to this podcast this morning I think I sent it to both of y'all but like mm-hmm. they were saying it was like you can't even be um, imagine starting to be in a new relationship with someone unless you're able to be 100% vulnerable like if you're not comfortable being vulnerable then it's clear that you haven't healed because mm-hmm. healing is the mm-hmm. awareness that you're being so vulnerable and like you have to be comfortable with it and you say like, if you can't do that then like don't bother getting in a relationship because it could be the best person for you but like if you're not completely healed it will it will truly not be the right time mm-hmm. for it yeah I'm we're gonna listen to that tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's go to your ascending. <laughs> so, Jupiter trines your ascending, which is also really lovely. Like you enjoy a good meal, you enjoy a nice balanced atmosphere with people. You're engaging. You're talkative. You really love meeting friends. Just a really nice aspect. And then your Pluto squares your ascending. So again, the square is that challenge. And if you put energy to it, you're going to be really successful. So with this, it's, you have a really strong will. Um, You have like a very big presence, but this can come um, when you have areas within yourself you want to improve, you, that's where the challenges show up. Like, you know, you have a strong will and you're proud of that. And then when you have these areas that you want to work on, there's, there can be defense. There can be some, another layer there, uh, like blocking you from going further sometimes. Mm. And that's another place where you want to put energy into because you'll have a lot of success in that area. Nice. And I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about. Vulnerability. Yeah. It's definitely like just a block. Mm-hmm. that's a good way to describe it yeah you just have to put a, like a little bit more energy where those squares are and mm-hmm. that's it yeah and that's the thing is like squares sometimes people are like oh no like it's gonna be so bad like it's gonna just be so hard and it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be like it's gonna you might have to put more at, like Tori was saying like effort there but it's definitely possible like it's not like go can't do that yeah yeah. I actually listened to some podcast today and it was like, who has ever been successful in life without a conflict, without a challenge, True. without like some unfortunate event? And they were referring <laughs> to squares in your chart. And I was like, <laughs> You're like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, wow, thanks. I needed to hear that. <laughs> I know. That's a thing. It's like sometimes like I would get terrified of squares when I'd be like, oh no, like even comparing like with a partner or charts, and I was like, our main personalities are fucking squared. <laughs> just like, it's just a lot more like, every, a lot of other things were aligned. So you're like, okay, this, 
this I can see how this works but like I was just like terrified <laughs> we good though we're good <laughs> uh, well awesome 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 so we're gonna dive into this last big part of your chart which are your houses and um, Tori's brought them up a couple of times as well but essentially houses are just the areas of your life that these things will like manifest or you'll see their energies um and so the positive though for all of your planets you have no retrogrades like you were not born uh at the moment you were born there were no planets in retrograde which is a positive thing it's not also terrible if you do have retrogrades i have like three or four in my chart but um all if you did retrograde just mean like it takes longer in your life to really like learn those lessons and feel into that energy um or you might have to take more like um sharp turns and go take a detour and come back to them so like yours is all pretty like straight on pretty straightforward and i feel that to be pretty true like in reading your chart i was like i can see this definitely in you and and knowing you um that it it's not un it's not like fully manifesting yeah. so um um i popped out um three houses that had like the most amount of planets and so the first house we really want to talk about is your fifth house. So your fifth house, Troy mentioned this briefly too, is all of the house that rules creativity and sex. So this could mean like all things pleasure and like expressing yourself creatively. Um, this also is a house that's going to represent your sexual nature. And this can also tie into like entertainment, maybe love affairs, the gambles you might take in life, like so much fun. Um, and this is how you enjoy yourself in life. And this also knowing you, um, <laughs> that pets are a part of this house. And so Matt is currently underneath the bed right now. Maybe if you heard some of the ruffling in the background, but um, truly like this is the house of your heart. And so think about Leo. Again, this house is traditionally ruled by Leo and in a sense that like this is energy very aligned. So it makes sense. Um, but you also have Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune all in your fifth house here. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, your Uranus and Neptune are also on the cusp. So it plays in a couple of different energies. But essentially your Jupiter being in your fifth house is just, you're going to enjoy most forms of recreation, whether it's parties, sporting events all of that um and there's a possibility to be pretty lucky in speculation um and you might just be more indiscreet about love affairs you know it's just like i'm gonna just like express it to yeah. the world like love love and i can tell you like daisy and i talk about <laughs> sex more than anybody i know yeah. um <laughs> and i love it though like i love that energy because it's exciting and it's fun and it's i think it takes a whole other twist and perspective on um, sex. And so the, you know, high side here is that children can also bring you happiness or joy. Same with like pets. Um, low side, sometimes it can be extravagant, right? It's just like, I'm going to be out here and I'm going to show it around. Um, but your Jupiter, which is about expansion is also in that sign of Capricorn. So those characteristics that play on that is really that you might just take a more disciplined approach to how you enjoy things in life. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're going to be rather strategic, um, and maybe on all these things that you want to enjoy, you're like, oh, I'm going to go to this party and I'm going to this event, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to plan it out. And like, I'm going to have, you know, like a strategy, like, oh, what am I going to leave? How am I going to go with? Like, it's not just like going Show with the wind, yeah. right? Um, pretty mature in that as well. And I definitely like you to a T. Um, also very persistent, persistent in making sure that you're enjoying life. Mm -hmm. And um, 
sometimes this with that Capricorn energy can look like being obsessed with success um, or more so in this instance, being like obsessed with having fun and mm-hmm. like having like life, you yeah. know, um, and expanding in that way. Okay. Yes. And like fifth house is so much fun. And so like, that's why I also find interesting that you have Uranus in this as well. So Uranus um, is all about like sudden change. And so for you, that might be like, you might be prone to sudden infatuations with lovers. <laughs> um, sometimes that might also end abruptly. Like that's also the thing about Uranus. Um, you could really engage in it and then it breaks or um, the thing is like, but you really like novelty and like experimentation and mm-hmm. sex, like just so many things that are different and fun. And in addition though, your Uranus is an Aquarius, which is all about like innovation, breaking mm-hmm. the norm. Um, you're comfortable with what's different when it comes to sex and love affairs. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm not going to just be traditional. Like I'm going to do what's like fun and new, um, very forward thinking in that world as well. Absolutely. And you're also pretty quick to move forward with things. So if you're like, oh boy, like you ended yesterday, bye. Like you're gone with the wind, Aquarius. Two lined up today. Yeah. You're like, I I'm moving on like sudden change. Let's keep going. Um, I'm ready to have fun, you know? Um, (laughs) and I think it's just, it's so, such a beautiful combination. Um, then lastly here too, you have Neptune, which is like this planet of like spirituality and illusion. And so this could really just look like you have a love of pleasure and luxury in life and sometimes maybe too much mm-hmm. um but it's, we all have balances and like you could be drawn to like cinema or movies or theater mm-hmm. like anything that has to like just show another story um and fantasy is ooh, can also be a part of that and that illusion but also there's like this fantasy quality when it comes to love making it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's like a movie it's just like oh my gosh and um but then this, the other part of Neptune too, is that like that, those love affairs can also bring possibly that sorrow because that's that deepness there. You're, you're like, I'm so feeling that. Um, but the other part in there too, is your Neptune is in Capricorn. And so that just gives it that twist that like, you're going to have that luxury in a responsible way. You're going to be intentional about it, mm. but it's also like, you're going to be like, I've earned this Yeah, like absolutely. hard work. Um, you work hard, but you play harder and you're determined to have that pleasure. Like, you're not going to be someone who's going to be like, oh no, I don't deserve it. I, I can't. I'm not Capricorn in that sense, but I do love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not where I want to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that. oh I, all of, all of that. Yeah. Like I'm, sexually just incredibly comfortable talking about my sexuality to the point where I have made other people uncomfortable usually family members but I'm so expressive and comfortable that I don't care if you know it causes my brother to leave the dinner table (laughs) I will talk about it (laughs) um and and yeah like I um, love being creative and I you know treat sexuality as a human need the same way that we talk about yummy foods and yummy drinks (laughs) what about you know, fun things to try in bed. Like that's yes. a, it's a need. It's an essential need. Um, so I talk about it very casually, um, for sure. And when it comes to partners, yeah, I definitely enjoy the moment. But if you know they decide to walk away the next day, I'll allow myself to feel the pain for an hour or a day or however long I need. But you know, I have two lined up. 
the next day. So uh, it's very true in that sense where like, I, it, it's work hard, like play harder. Very true. It's like, so me, um, where I, I do work hard, but I also definitely play harder. Um, and I don't feel guilt about it at all. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Like I, I learned so much from you because so many of those planets and things we just talked about for me are like in Cancer and Capricorn, which is just like sat and stuck in the ground. (laughs) So you, you always are like, girl, live your life. Like like, have fun. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, you know, there's challenges in life with other people and relationships or any others area as well. But you know, I'm like, it happens, like, feel it for a couple of minutes, and then just, like, move on to the next great thing, like, feel Mm -hmm. the next excitement, feel the next day off, like, enjoy your everything, so I'm always, you know, looking at doing well at my job, but then I'm also, like, okay, as soon as I hit this goal, I'm asking for a mental health day off, Mm -hmm. because I earned it, so I'll give myself, like, a three or four day weekend for this one little goal, but, like, (laughs) that's what motivates me and keeps me going forward, yeah. Uh, versus some people will be like, no, like you got to work hard. You can't take days off. I'm not mm-hmm. Capricorn at all in that sense. No, no. Too much Capricorn. That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Okay. Now this is very exciting house. Tori's already talked about it briefly, but your seventh house mm-hmm. rules, partnerships and marriage. Right. And when Tori and I were first reading people's charts, some people were like, I only want to know my seventh house. Oh, really? <laughs> like, just tell me about my love and relationships. Everybody wants to know, yeah. Yeah, it's such a big, I, I hate and I love how big romantic relationships are a part of our lives. And like a lovely relationship. Like I love that they're such a big deal, but I also hate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like that is also like going to that point, like your son is in your seventh house. And so Tori talked about this already. Um, but like this is all, the seventh house is also representing the opposite of the first house. Mm-hmm. So the first house is about the self. Seventh house is about others, mm-hmm. right? My relations with others. So your son, like you most likely will have success in marriage, right? Whether it's material, monetary, social benefits. Um, you may not marry very young, but your spouse will be very prominent. Mm-hmm. Like there's a high possibility there. Sex is very important to you in a relationship. Um, sometimes though, with that sun, like fiery, like masculine energy, you might feel the need to be dominant in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, your, Pis- your son is in Pisces, which brings a very feminine and like very wise energy here where you can find a lot of peace through connection in your marriage and this is just with the ebb and flow of life like there's a lot of intuition when it comes to the relationships that you choose there's a lot of trusting in that person and trusting in the relationship very compassionate and I know that in you to a T and especially Pisces energy is all about compassion with other people um and just so much love in your relationships and like that's such a dominant trait for you Mm -hmm. um which I think is beautiful. I think sometimes some people have, you know, like something in your seventh house, which is like, oh, my Pluto or something. You're like, oh God, like, <laughs> run. Just kidding. No. I think mine is. I think I no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have sun and Pluto. That's why sex is like such a big deal in relationships for me. I feel like. Oh my gosh. Good thing you have sun in there, though. I feel like that, that balance is that. Relationship, when it's right? not, I'm like, girl, <laughs> it has to be a priority. Oh, what do you mean you don't care about your budget? Like, pretty much, if we're not busy every day, why not? 
I like that energy. <laughs> oh my God. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I love that. Uh, yes. Okay. So your sun is chilling in your seventh house, but you also have Mars and Saturn in your seventh house. So your Mars here just means like you're very like highly independent in your relationships. You will, what you will not give up in a marriage is being that your independent self, like you're not going to give in on that. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes this can mean like relationships begin impulsively. You're like, boom, it's happening. Um, a lot of times you are the aggressive one. You're like, Oh, we're going to do this playing into that sex part. Oh, we're going to try this. We're going to, you know, go about it. Um, there, the low side though, then too, is that that could mean a lot of like quarrels or arguments in relationship mm-hmm. because Mars is a lot drive. It's just like, Oh, I'm going to go do this. It's like, drive in life but also sex drive sometimes mm-hmm. i just made that sound and it really just reminded me of like oh i'm gonna orgasm but like that wasn't like a great analogy i'm just uh, you can tell okay whatever <laughs> stress okay um but yeah just a lot of fiery drive and um but then again, Mars is in Pisces here. Like, I love your Pisces energy. And it's just, you're driven by a deep sense of your intuition. Mm-hmm. Like, you're intuition-led, intuition-focused. intuition, intuition focused. You're trusting your gut in all instances in relationships. If it doesn't feel right, you're not going to do it. Um, and if it feels right, you're going to go for it. And fearlessly. Um, but sometimes, like, that can mean that you can tend to be, like, an escapist. Or, like, an idealist of, like, um, oh, I'm just gonna like drive, go into this and just like, I'm just daydreaming, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. And that's just a part of Pisces, but that's also the beauty in it too. Yeah. Cause not a lot of other signs really get to daydream in that same sense. Yeah. Um, and lastly, Saturn is here. Saturn is rules, limitations, it rules structures, rules the big lessons we need to learn in life, sometimes harshly. And Saturn is just here would mean like maybe you're come across cautious about marriage mm-hmm. and maybe that would delay you in getting involved um very very deeply like you might be able to be really great um at a surface or like top level but like getting really deep can be kind of scary um but that also is really attractive for you that someone can be older than you it's mm-hmm. like oh that looks like stability that looks like someone is wise um and again a lot of monetary gain and in this relate in relationships, but you take commitment very seriously. Mm -hmm. Like you're not just going to be willy nilly about it. You're going to be intentional with it. Um, but sometimes that can also look like being over generous and giving like too much love, um, or putting trust in the wrong person. And again, Saturn and Pisces here, that could just mean being overly (laughs) compassionate, right? Um, just being overly compassionate or kind of getting lost in that sauce, mm-hmm. like daydreaming or just overthinking like Saturn is that limit part. So um, really beautiful though. You have a lot of drive, you have a lot of um, personality and, um, but also a lot of like limitations and like structure mm-hmm. to your love and relationships. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything resonating there before we move forward? Yeah. Pretty much everything. it's like it's like me to a t or like i love wearing the pants in the relationship but i'm also one to give way more than i receive Mm -hmm. like i'm a giver at this sense 100 um so yeah makes sense and like i'm always questioning you know you know being innovative with relationships you know i'm always thinking about well what if an open relationship is okay for me or Mm -hmm. 
what mm-hmm. if we do things differently and not traditionally, you know, trying to erase those gender norms of what a man is supposed to do in a relationship and what a woman's supposed to be doing in a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. bring this up in a few dates where it's like, what does that look like to you? Right. Um, because I like to be innovative in that sense. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, um, the, that Pisces energy though, I think of Pisces as the giver. Like, do you remember the book, like the giver? And I always think about like that old wise person, like that is Pisces. And they're just like, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, playing on that Venus part that talks into our last house we're going to discuss, which is your eighth house. And the eighth house rules death and regeneration. Mm -hmm. So cycles. So think about that death card, right? Um, And a lot of times it's one of the most difficult to understand. Uh, it talks a lot about spiritual transformation. So what does transformation look like for you in your life? Um, deals with sex, birth, death, the afterlife, legacies, like those bigger things about the cycles of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the planet you have here is Venus. Venus rules love and relationships. Mm-hmm. Venus rules values that you have in life. And so this could just mean um, you can be very intense about sex. This could, you could might look for fulfillment in them. Um, and fulfillment through sex and through other people, um, likely to, again, inherit money, career and advancement from a lover. So there's a lot of positives here in like being with people like that doesn't seem like it's abnormal for you. Um, But this on a other side, weird note, but it just can suggest that you might have a very peaceful death. Um, The High sign. Yeah, hopefully we're having sex. Yes, that is the way we all want to be going all the time. But the poor other person. Come on, guys. I would never be able to like that. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Like the ultimate rejection. Or it could be like also a compliment. Like, like you gave me a heart attack. She died. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, well, like give me go. <laughs> I hope you finish though before you. I die. know. <laughs> we all hope for the best. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> your Venus is also in Aries, and so. Um, Harry, and it's on the cusp there as well to almost to being Taurus, but you're very assertive in sex. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. We all know this. Um, but you're also independent in it. You're like, I'll masturbate. Like, I'll yeah. take care of me. I'll bring in my own toys. Absolutely. Like, I know how to get myself taken care of. Yeah. Um, that can also, Aries energy can also make it seem like being impatient or maybe rash. Um, sometimes just like self-denying as well. That's the hard part about oh. Aries is like, they're still learning to be like, you know, reflective yeah, they on that feel part. like a little baby a little inside like they're like I got it I got it and then it's like wait but what it's like a 15 year old boy like you're not that confident but like I you can't tell you so confident I, said that. I think I'm a boy in puberty because <laughs> I'm so sexually driven like I definitely want like my sex drive is very high and I'm excited <sighs> to do it and just whatever that looks like whether it be by myself or with someone else but then you know when you're there you're like wait what yeah I, I see that all a lot where I'm like I'm like a 13 year old boy <laughs> I, I literally screenshotted that or something yeah days ago and it's like this is great <laughs> um, well yes um 
So yeah, a lot about love and relationships, huge part of your life. The last thing though, which is ironic, is they um, talking about the Lilith. Tori mentioned it. Um, your Lilith is in Cancer and it's also in your 11th house. So the Lilith represents these deep, darker hidden things um, that we carry throughout our whole life. I think about it as a shadow that kind of follows you throughout life. You know, sometimes you, you ever see that little cloud and it, you know, it'll follow you in those cartoons. Um, there's ways you can even look at this and reflect and say, when did I experience this as a child? Mm. Did I ever experience it on the playground, like with friends or how, because this is something that has always been with you. Okay. And so this being in cancer essentially just means that you might have, have felt ashamed for being needy or dependent mm -hmm. like Tori was saying um sometimes that can result in you being awkward or angry when people display these traits mm -hmm. because it's that frustration of like ah how are you able to express that and I can't mm -hmm. um, that frustration right and sometimes it can also look like being uncomfortable asking for help or expressing that nurturing nature which I don't think necessarily I don't see that in you at least because I, I know you to be very nurturing um but it's just having that courage to do that and this being in your 11th house um which rules friends and mm -hmm. hopes and wishes and so this just looks and immediate pleasures and so it's like how does how does this look like when you're in groups and when you're with friends how do you ever feel ashamed for being needy with friends with friends yeah yeah and like how you show up in that like um public sphere mm -hmm. and um also like with what you hope for in the future um and yeah have you ever recognized that those types of feelings yeah um especially with friends because they're always a little bit less intimate than romantic relationships so I'm not as comfortable expressing my needs with friendships mm. but there's been many times in any given situation where I'm not going to say how I feel because it's a need and it's like something that my friends can't take on mm -hmm. um so yeah that definitely resonates for sure yeah. And you and Tori have the same cancer. Lilith. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Which is so interesting. I feel you, girl. I have yeah. the same thing. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. It's like, like taking okay. care of friends first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I take a lot of pride in that and being able to be there for my friends. And whenever I go through something, you know, that's hard, I'm like, okay, this will help my friends because I'm going to share this with them and they can mm -hmm. learn from my mistake. Mm -hmm. But when it comes the other way around, it's like, I usually reach out to friends when I'm in a better place. Yeah. Most of the time. Where I'm like, okay, I just got through this on my own. Mm -hmm. Instead yeah. of being. That's I, exactly it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I, I know that to be true um, because I'm that friend on the receiving end where I'm like, you give, you help me out so much and you yeah. always have so much to give. relationship is definitely more intimate. And like that took years to mm -hmm. get there. We're, we're vulnerable enough to talk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see that in some of my other friends where I haven't been friends with them as long or haven't opened up as much. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's so balancing. I love it. Cause I'm always, I have so much, too much cancer and I'm like, <laughs> and then people are like, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, help I us. Either, and I have it too. So, <laughs> uh, Yay. Well, we've gone through a lot of heavy stuff, right? Um, I hope you can get some more time to reflect on it and um, discuss. But before we close things out on this beautiful chart, uh, we want to have some fun. And Mac is joining us now. 
um, the dog, <laughs> but Yay. we're going to talk about astrology and health, sex, cool. yeah. more sex, Just more and more sex. Love it. Um, but yeah, we're going to dive in and Tori's going to, going to start us off here. Uh, I love talking about Virgos and sex. <laughs> Sounds creepy. My <laughs> boyfriend's moon is in Virgo. So let's see. <laughs> Parts of the body that this is associated with. So this is your rising, as you know, is the nervous system and the intestines. Oh. So in terms of like your diet and health and the cell salt, associated with this, it's potassium sulfate. So that regulates the oil in the body, carries oxygen to the cells and helps with that muscle contraction. So foods to eat for this are like whole wheat, grains, honey, mm. melons, herbal teas to soothe that stomach. Um, and then the erogenous zones are the stomach area. And Ooh, interesting isn't it? And literally cleanliness. So like taking Good a bath. Good shower sex. Shower sex is yes. my favorite. Literally we were just talking <laughs> about shower sex. It is my favorite two in one. I hate showering, mm-hmm. but when you're having sex in the shower, it's a good shower. Listen, <laughs> I have been transformed because my boyfriend's moon is in um, Virgo and I feel like that's all we do. So it's we do. the greatest thing ever. Two things in one. Yeah, and I didn't realize that because for me, I feel like I've always been with people who are very, very tall, and it doesn't work out. But once you find that body compatibility, you put a stool. No. There. Oh, there's so many ways. Yeah, maybe put a towel down. I just put a stool in yeah. my shower for that really? reason. I like tall men, and I'm five three, but I also <laughs> like shower sex. So you put a I, stool. Yeah, like a oh plastic stool. Yeah, Cute. it's probably not safe, but. <laughs> risk it right hey you do what you got yeah. to i love that and i also love like especially that stomach area and this is just like virgo world but um tell us about the virgo you, world yeah yeah just like i feel like i remember okay weird tmi when i was like you know when you're 14 15 and you're just starting to like get experience with you're like, like oh, other I'm boys like, right and you're like <laughs> Yeah, you're, like, you're in a play and find out. It was always, like, yeah. I'm tracing the, like, underwear line. I freaking loved that. And I loved how they would, like, squirm almost because you're, like, ticklish. I but I also love that, that on me, like, too. And I, I love, love doing that to guys. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, Julie. We need to permanently put that in for Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. good. Yeah. Really fun. Huh. Stomach area. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Yay! Well, also, your son, huge part of your life, right? Pisces. Um, that Pisces energy. I find this so funny because I was actually writing this up and I sent all of this to my mom because she's a Pisces. And she was, I was like, fun fact of the day. And she was like, wow, I love this. And But the part of the body that Pisces rules are your feet and toes. Girl, you love to get those pedicures. <laughs> it's so funny. The other day, I was like, Julie, do you want to get a pedicure? And I was like, well, I was having sex, and in the middle of sex, like, he grabbed my foot, and I realized I needed a pedicure. <laughs> so we ran the next day to get pedicure. <laughs> like, literally barely made it before the yeah. So I was like, girl, we need to get a pedicure. He touches my feet, was- which I love. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And the best part of the conversation, I screenshotted it for sure. It was just like, oh, my God, I had this sexual experiment last night, blah, 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 blah. Want to get pedicures tomorrow? <laughs> no, I just want to yeah, I'm gonna get petty, like at the end of the message. I was like, anyways, wanna get petty? Anyway. 
Oh my god, she's a nail bed. She yeah. loves it. I <laughs> love I, I love yeah, she's really into it. She's great. She's the best. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, okay, feet and toes. Love that. Pisces. Um, and then also your mucous membranes. And this sounds weird, but I think it makes sense because Pisces is all water, right? And it's floating. It's like mucus is like watery. Um, but then also feet and toes. Like when you're swimming, you're not pushing, putting weight on your feet. You're not running on the ground. You're learning to float. So you don't need them as much. And um, that's why it's always like Pisces, like take care of your feet. Like, because if you put a fish on land, well, that they don't have no feet. Mm-hmm. So um, this is what I think about. Yeah. yeah. But also illness that you could have physically could be a lot of times emotionally based because Pisces is so emotional and so wise in that, that that can bring on that physical illness as well. And so Pisces tend to also be sensitive to stimuli. So very impressionable, um, especially with drugs and alcohol. It's like a little goes a long way. Um, And it's just like they get, because I think about this too. And I've told Tori before that like Pisces is like you daydream all the time that you're like halfway to spirituality all the time. That if you have drugs, which are supposed to get you there, you're like shooting through the room. You're like, (laughs) a little goes a long way. Yes. Yes. And so um, the other thing is like Pisces loves that glamorous living, right? Loves to indulge. Um, and so the goal is just to be able to find moderate habits, mm-hmm. like how to mediate and how to moderate. Um, but the cell salt is ferrum phosphate, which is just iron. Um, iron. Yeah. And iron, as we all know, like creates hemoglobin in the bloodstream, helps to carry oxygen um, throughout the body. And so when we focus on plant foods, as we do here on our podcast, um, whole grain cereal also can have a lot of iron, um, dried beans, love that beet tops, which is so surprising. People are like, Oh, I'm going to cut off the top. Just the tops no. Of beets. Yeah. Like the, especially the leaves, mm-hmm. like oh, keep those leaves. They, and just saute them like a deep green, yeah. with like garlic, something like so good for you. Um, spinach, as we all know, Popeye loves to make the comment about iron and spinach um those dark leafy greens tend to have a lot because they just like worked so hard to get that color like they're just packed a lot of times especially iron um tori always loves to say dates are really great um for iron apricots as well throw those on yeah just throw them on a smoothie put them in a smoothie um especially on your period dates similar to seed cycling dates are really great yeah Mm -hmm. um Yes, and then for Pisces, again, their erogenous zone is their feet. I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's crazy. One of my favorite things to do before and after sex, like to initiate and then also to kind of recuperate, yeah. is footsies under like the bed, the blankets. Oh, my God, wow. Um, yeah, and my ex-boyfriend and I that we were dating for two and a half years he would get so annoyed because like all night I'd rub my feet against his and my footsies and he'd just be like I'm trying to sleep and I'm like I just need to play like that's my signal what are yeah. you waiting for I, it was like kind of annoying because I kind of like up to it you. but it's so playful and fun I love it that's so funny I was literally reading as I was like writing this out and it was like oh some Piscians like love to like fondle the genitals of other of their partners with their feet and I was like no fucking way I never <laughs> <done that. laughs> 
<laughs> but I was like, I wanted to ask you, I was like, is this something you're interested in? Um, have you done it? I Will not, you do it? I have not done it. Um, I mean, I'm not opposed. <laughs> I don't know how that would go. Yeah, I think I'd have to be really comfortable with my partner, maybe. like. I think, like, over, like, the pants, like, if you were, like, laid mm-hmm. in a different way and, like, kind of, like, turning them on, I would, I think I've done that. I would do that. But yeah, like, like under the table, under the yeah. Table. Or like if you're laid in bed in like a weird way, I would do that. Just go for it, yeah. Just like play like, your shot. Just reach it, yeah. yeah. Like if you got a pedicure and you're good, why not? Yeah. Get a, get those heels out. Sorry, you can. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. I just saw your color. That's it. Like the color. Oh, it's okay. Wear. It's red. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's wearing a dress and she just like flashed me. I need to show you guys this podcast about auras and it oh my god, it literally talks about how people with yellow auras have the best underwear and I'm like, okay, I think I'm yellow. So I need to send it to you guys after this. Yeah, it's a podcast. Really good. And it talks about like your compatibility with like having sex with people based on your auras. I gotta send it to you. I want to listen to yeah. that so badly. Please send that. Yeah, no, I literally listened to it today, like for the first time, and it was two hours, and then I started re-listening to it. I'm like, Tori, calm down. Tori, <laughs> calm down. What a sad <laughs> thing to say. Like, oh, I've only listened to five podcasts today. <laughs> need to hold off on my six. <laughs> oh my god, it's so late for me, guys. Yes. Okay. Well, beautiful. You only have one last thing. One last thing here. Yes. Okay. Wow. That was lovely. That was a lot of fun, guys. Um, It was so nice to get to know you better, Daisy. Um, I'm excited to come to Denver and hang out in person. Oh, yeah. That's going to be so fun. (laughs) When are you coming? In September. That's almost here. I know. That's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Okay. But to end it off, um can you tell us three things you're grateful for yes um today i'm very grateful for uh two against one moon <laughs> i love this it's just it's awesome i'm glad you guys started it it's something i look forward to and loved telling other people about so i'm very grateful for that um i'm also incredibly grateful for my job i had a really rough time starting with training um, but now i'm just really thankful that i pushed through and they were so patient with me with training and um, yeah, be able to take me at my own pace. So it's been awesome. Um, I'm also just really grateful for uh, my space. Um, my room is covered in plants and I have a balcony on my bedroom and it's just, I just love it. It makes me so happy to wake up to and, you know, the space is so amazing. Like I love it. Um, I work from home, so it's really important to me to have a good space. So I'm just, I'm so thankful for it. I appreciate every minute spent in it for mm-hmm. sure. And Daisy's the queen of an aesthetic. Like ever since college, like I remember I'd come to Daisy's room house at the time and just be like, wow, you just, you look like you come out of a magazine. You got to set a vibe. I'm really like, huge on vibes. Like, um, and especially now. Wow. You should start that. Like literally Daisy has a boob <laughs> planter. planter. She made it with her mom. <laughs> Talk about sexuality. Oh my and god, my everything looks so cute, and I'm saying like this much of your room. <laughs> yeah, no, oh I, I spent a lot of time setting up everything and make sure that. Beautiful. 
Yeah. Yeah, we love it. Thank you so much for joining us today and letting us dive in your chart. We love this. Wanting to go dive into my natal charts. This is so helpful. I'm going to listen to this again and then kind of dive deeper. I'm excited. Yes, for sure. Okay, we'll get some rest, Tori. I will. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.